So yesterday during check. during community quick hits, I uh, had a story and I knew what was going to happen. Like I read the story an hour earlier and I started laughing because of the content. Just one word or two words. And so during the segment, I told Danny, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start this. I'm going to say the two words, and I want you to tell me the first thing that pops in your head, knowing exactly what he was going to say. And it was a story about the Dallas Zoo, and they have a new baby gorilla. And the story is that a mother lowland gorilla gave birth to a new baby. Uh huh. Do you have any idea where this is going? I know exactly where this is going. So about 15, 16 years ago, we did a bit uh, called Miss Margaret. Yeah. And this was back when there was a guy that used to work here. <laughs> Dude, it's been 12 years. I know. It'll be 13 years this year. 12. It'll be 12 this year? 12 okay. in October, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so 12 years ago, we had the hammer that worked here. Yes, I remember him. Yes. And Greg was a loud, boisterous... Country guy. Countrified guy. And wasn't the genesis of this that he claimed that he had hit up his, uh, he had like. One of the many bold claims that he that had. That he, he lost it to his babysitter or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that yeah. was a lot. That, ever since, any, you know, you first met him, he was telling that story. So Gordo and I. Yep, we, lost my virginity to my babysitter. Wish I hadn't, but I did. The Gordo relationship that we had back then was all right man come in once a week we'll do stuff yeah and if and i have an idea great fake grego it was his like it's still the bell cow fake yep. jerry is now his bell cow but fake grego was like the king so he would come in and he would look at the stuff that i wrote and that's where vaginal slice born born came from because he couldn't read my handwriting <laughs> uh but when we wrote this we were really laughing hard we thought this was high high quality and uh and it involves what I just talked about with Danny. I'm not going to tell you why, but it does. And so this was Grego, our former host, supposedly, uh, I don't even know the, the context of it. it it's was, Grego Babysitter. So he has his babysitter. He's got a brand new it. babysitter, and this is basically them kind of meeting for the first time. This is when he's like, what, 10 or 12 or uh, something? I believe he's, yeah, I think he's nine, eight yeah. or nine. And okay. we pulled yeah. this. The musers replayed this, so you'll hear them yeah. laughing in the background. But this is why yeah. that story. we're replaying it, because Corby's mentioned in Community Quick Hits of Lowland Gorilla. Yes. Yum, yum, sandwich. Oh, dang it. Go back. It's fine. Yeah, there we go. Listen to Fake Grego Babysitter. <laughs> oh, boy, you got a new babysitter here. <sighs> Miss Margaret... Will you make me a yum-yum sandwich? <laughs> Greg, I don't know what a yum-yum sandwich is. Oh, well, it's easy. You take two pieces of bread, put a little mayo, a little mustard on it, and then uh, put a lowland gorilla between the pieces. A what? A lowland gorilla. There's no gorillas in your refrigerator. But I'm hungry! <laughs> Look in the fridge here, Greg. We have an apple. Would you like an apple? No, I don't eat fruit. doesn't have enough meat in it. <laughs> oh, would you like some turkey? There's some low-fat turkey breast in here. Uh-uh. No, brother. If it says low-fat, I'm out. <laughs> well, here's some ice cream. Will that suffice? Would you oh, like some oh, ice cream? Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, take two pieces of bread and put a gallon of ice cream between them. Margaret. Yes, Greg. Miss Margaret. What? I love you, Miss Margaret. Please get away from my leg. I love it. Let me help you later. No, don't. Greg, please, please stop it. Greg, no. Don't 
miss me. I hate you, Miss Margaret. You're more pruned than my mommy. Greg, the wild mood swing. God. The de- so bipolar. Extreme bipolar and borderline personality disorder. Hey. Well. <sighs> Greg, let's calm it down right now. <laughs> what activities do you have planned? Do you have anything you'd like to do tonight? I mean, we could play some board games, maybe. Boring. <laughs> How about I read you a book? Boring. We have Harold in his purple crayon here. Boring. How about Puff the Magic Dragon? We have that record. Would you like to hear that? Good God. How old do you think I am? Six? <laughs> I'm eight years old. I'm about to grab a barely legal and head into the bathroom. Not under my watch, mister. Not under my watch. Miss Margaret, I'm sorry. I have a question for you, Miss Margaret. <laughs> what is it, Greg? Can I smell your backside? What? What did you say to me? I, I, I said, can, do you, can I have a popsicle? No. I guess so. I'm stab you now. What? Stab you now, hard. Speak up, Greg. Nothing. Nothing. Um, so, like, what, what do you do in college for fun? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Greg. I'm active on the student editorial staff. Just last week, I gave a speech on Nixon's bombing policy to all the students. Do that before or after you let us doubt your roomie. <laughs> you I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I've seen you looking at me all night. What? I just got here five minutes ago. You've been looking at me, haven't you? I'm not looking at you. Yeah, you were eight nice. years old. I am 22. Yeah, look at it this way. Eight times three is 22. Doing three years. <laughs> 22. <laughs> <laughs> Your your math is deplorable. It's because I'm starving, Miss Margaret. Please, will you fix me something to eat? Check and see if we got a lowland gorilla in there. There's no lowland gorillas, Greg. Anything. Put it, will you put the TV on a cracker for me? No, no. You eat anything. Greg, listen. There's some ground beef here in the fridge. I'll make you a sandwich. Manwich, I don't think that'll fill me up. How, how big is a guy? Is he, I mean, if he's like a 300 pounder, that'd be a snack or something. It's not a man. You know what? Just just forget about it. Listen, you're a mess as it is. Let me, Why, look fine here. You have crackers all up and down your little sailor outfit. Let me get that. Let me clean it off. No, let me brush it no, off. No, I got it. Down. I got it. You don't do it. You're no, an idiot. Don't touch me there. Don't touch me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The standard oh bit ending God. of that era. <laughs> Boy, was it ever. Oh, my God. I'd forgotten how that ended. Was it ever. Don't you and Mino listen to that all the time? In the- uh, I usually don't make it that far. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. He's well, there wearing you go. a sailor outfit. <laughs> there is <laughs> fake Grego with the babysitter. And as the- it turns out, fake Grego not too far off from the real Grego. Yeah. Yeah. With the old lowland gorilla. The ticket. All right. Uh, yesterday, if you were listening to the Normandy invasion, Danny and I were on there along with George, and we were talking about uh, something that happened right around three years ago on uh, April Fool's coming up here. In 2016, the April Fool's Open, which was kind of a not half-ass thrown together. I don't want to say that at all. But I don't think we knew what we had. And we certainly didn't have full ticket participation because I reached out to everybody on the air saying, will you come help us with the broadcast? Mm-hmm. Because um, Mike's not going to be there. Danny's not going to be there. We need voices to help voice this little three-hole golf tournament that we were having to determine the worst golfer at the ticket or the best worst golfer at the ticket. And Danny played in it. 
and uh, Ty Walker played in it from our show. Mike Reiner played in it. Jake and TC and Jeremy. Yep, Jake, TC, Jeremy. Donovan. Donovan. that was it. Yeah, we have seven total. Yeah. Guys that had never played golf before, ever. Like, never, outside of putt-putt, had never picked up a golf club and swung it. We had him do a three-hole tournament out at Prairie Lakes in Grand Prairie, and Danny ended up winning, shooting a pretty respectable, what? twenty? It was a 24. Okay, but you were like 12 over par. I mean, that's, that's not, not going to get me in the U.S. Open. No, it's not going to get you in the U.S. Open, but for someone who had never played golf before, and Cash, Cash Roy was your caddy. And yes, and he helped a, a great bit, and I had a really natural instinct for my short game. You did? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. A couple of really... Uh, <laughs> Really cool bunker shots and some approach shots, but I don't want to get into. No. I don't so want to break down. What was par three for, holes. for those three holes? It was a par four, par five, par three. So in a so, nine so through twelve, full, yeah, full spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Now, how many times have you played golf? Um, in my life, maybe a dozen times. Like full eighteen holes. Uh, well, maybe a half a dozen. Ha- times. Has it been a couple of decades since you played? I have not picked up a club, even like it. Top golf or something in at least a decade. So I think he could probably be eligible. a part of that. Yeah, 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 for sure. But what we want to do is, you know, we were having so much fun listening to it, and we've kind of kicked this around a little bit off the air trying to revive this thing. I think we could do it. We could make it bigger and better. We could keep it at the same golf course. Prairie Lakes was super kind to yeah, us. Yeah, man. We could do it wherever. Um, love to go back there. But I think we could, because it became such a, a, a cult-type thing, I think from the radio station's perspective, you know, getting Craig out there, because the broadcasters were me and George and Bob and Mike Saroy. And if we got Craig out there and we got Dan out there to participate, assuming Norm as well, assuming Mike would play again, I think he would. Why not? I'm hoping he would. We have have to make sure. I guess the only person that hasn't lost their amateur status would be Donovan, Donovan, right? Yeah, because he's played... Like nonstop Donovan, since then. Donovan plays ten times more golf than I ever think about playing. And he's actually pretty good now, right? Oh, yeah. He can hang. Well, he's a natural athlete. I don't know if you've noticed that what about him. What do you mean? Him. What does that mean? I mean, he's just he's very good at anything that he chooses to do. Huh. Is he well-spoken? <laughs> he, he's he's very well-spoken. In the you house, talks it, golf but well. He but he doesn't bring his lunch pail to work every day. No, no he kind of relies. Natural. He kind of relies on on natural God given talent and the extra muscle in his would, leg. Would you say he's a, a little flashy? Maybe likes to show out. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we're not here to talk about Donovan. <laughs> no, we're not. God. We're not. So I want to do this again, and I talked to Saroy yesterday about this a little bit, and he had some good ideas. If we do it again, we either do it exactly like we did. We could expand it a whole. And there are pros out there that we're friends with. Edward Lohr is on tour. Mm-hmm. Conrad Schindler's on tour. Uh, Avery Zweig, the little 10, 11-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. girl, she can hang with you know, the best of them. We could, get the, we could get enough people that were really, really good at golf that were you know, scratch-type players, and we could do like they get one shot a hole type thing for you guys. I wouldn't want to go. we get to pick which shot they get to take? It's uh, kind of like, like calling in a... On who wants to be a millionaire? Your lifeline. I think that like you, a lifeline shot would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think you would. You would probably want to use it on a putt. I don't know though. I man. don't know. I mean, what if you want someone to bust a drive three thirty right down yeah, the middle? I guess that's true. 
I don't know. I have a long par five. There, there are different ways we can go about this. I kind of like the idea of us just doing it on our I own. I know, I know. I do. I like the purity of that and the, the zaniness of it. But I, I think that there's so much more we could do from the radio side of things. You know, to, yeah. to make the broadcast and the broadcast was fine. I mean, it was but really seriously, funny. you guys, you guys had reporters that were on different holes calling in on their cell phones to give updates. Yeah. Like I believe Bob was on his cell phone. Well, for and he was, but he was positioned by me as well. So mm-hmm. I think he moved back and forth. Um, and, and Killer set it up perfectly. But if you missed it, um, there was obviously one moment that that everybody will forever remember. But it that was one portion of. Jeremy Moran's infamous par five. This is the full par five. Saroy cut this up. This is shot for shot from Jeremy Moran carding a twenty-three uh, on the par, on his par five, and this is how it sounded at the April Fool's Open three years ago. We have some breaking news here at number five. Jeremy Moran just off the tee to the left, about hundred and five yards short of the women's tee, <laughs> and he's just whiffed on his second attempt. He's now hitting three. Out of a deep rough that he will never get out of. That's another whiff. He's hitting four. (laughs) Jeremy Moran now from 510 yards for par. (laughs) For par. Jeremy Moran now has reached the fairway. He is lying six. He looks incredibly oh, no. winded. We'll we may right need a uh, real quick medical attention on five. Jeremy Moran down in the fairway. <laughs> Jeremy Moran is down. That is whole five. Give him a cigarette. He'll be fine. Like Jason Day at the PGA last year. <laughs> Vertigo. Yeah. I've just witnessed two whiffs in a row by Jeremy Moran here at number five. Now one is away and skipping down towards the water and into the water. <laughs> <laughs> After two whiffs, and he's got to be laying 12. Jeremy Moran will be dropping the ball and hitting 13. <laughs> he's looking at a 15, and uh, oh, all right, pause it here. They're laughing their heads off at 13. Over, <laughs> yeah, right? we're not. We're barely halfway done here, and th- you know this was. This is why I want to do it again because, as George said yesterday. It was the greatest day of his life. Yeah. I had more fun doing this than anything that I've ever done in broadcasting. Well, even more so than because there were so many voices and so many people participating. If you go back and you listen to like old uh, Charity Challenge audio. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's Gordon and Mike doing the play by play. And it's funny because they're commenting on how wheels off things are. But this is all of these uh, great ticket voices treating this horrible event like a legitimate golf yes, tournament. Yes, it's like they were fantasy broadcasters for, like, you know, the Masters. Yes. And the way they're, you know, blowing their voices. <laughs> and let's go to that line of Saroy is genius. 513 yards for par. <laughs> All right, go on. He's looking at a 15, and, uh, oh, he just flipped off the media. He is oh, not happy. No. Oh, no. Jeremy Moran, big, strong Jeremy with trouble here on well, the par five. Different uh, whole story. Hey, guys, let me break in. We have Jeremy Moran over the ball for a 20 <laughs> here at number five. This will be the most impressive 20 you've ever seen. Yeah, Sean has been his caddy. He's about 15 feet away. The ball is on its way, and That's this a has putt. a chance. That's a good putt. Oh, oh. in and out. 
out for a 20. Damn it. It's in and out for that 20. It went halfway down, skipped out, and uh, he'll have about three feet to oh, no. for a 21. Oh, no. Jer for a 21 on the par 5 fifth hole here at Prairie Lakes. On the way, it's short. It's short. <laughs> hey, breaking news on number five. Mike Miner oh. teeing off on the difficult par five. The same hole that I believe Jeremy just made a 22 on. <laughs> Sounds like a 23. <laughs> Sounds like a 23. <laughs> Jeremy. What happened? Jeremy just left it short for 30 inches <laughs> get tired of listening to this. I've never seen that in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a 23, Jer? <laughs> <laughs> he left it short from three inches away. <laughs> I don't think George is doing well. Oh, I'm sorry, Jer. I'm laughing at your expense, but that is the funniest thing I think oh I've ever God. witnessed. Isn't that what this is all about, though? People who don't know yes, how to golf. Yes, yes, this is what it's about. And how badly this we is, suck. It's oh. like what we're talking about this morning. This is sports entertainment, what we're watching here today. <laughs> I mean, sports yeah, Sean, I'm trying my, my I know, I know, buddy. Oh, Keep going. going over it. <laughs> Man, I, fell, I seriously fell out of my chair. I was... <laughs> he did. So where did this end up? In the top 25 of 25. Seven? Yeah, seven. seven. That's yeah. strong. Yeah, that's yeah. strong. Did you? You've seen the video of Jeremy putting, haven't yes. you? Yes. Where he just kind of, it goes about about an inch, and he just stomps. Yeah. He's mad. I, I no. mean, I know, I know that Jer is very sensitive about this whole thing. He shouldn't be. I, I, I for whatever reason, it just really, I think, uh, hurt his pride, but. He should take pride. Dude, it's one Number of the greatest seven moments. all time. Yes, it's one of the greatest moments we've ever had at the radio station. And again, it was all kind of just thrown together. And so it was probably a lot like the first charity challenge where we didn't know what we had. Right. Um, and we'll probably keep chasing that dragon, you know. Right. We'll just find ways to ruin it. Right. I definitely don't want to have seven of these, but I do want to do it again and, and get get it more streamlined and get everybody else involved. So, Yes, uh, our our buddy uh, Travis Heim over at Heim Barbecue. He's yeah. like, I want in on that now. They want to sponsor the whole thing. So well, maybe if maybe if Jerry's listening, uh, you know, he can <laughs> let us do the Cowboys. Yeah, I got to tell you though, and and I, I, you played tons of golf, but have you ever played in a tournament where there are people following you and cheering for you? No. No. That was there, there was a gallery oh of my P1s. God, the yeah. sensation. Okay, first of all, out of that group, I know for a I fact I would be afraid that I would kill someone. I feel I, I know we for almost a lost someone. Fact, me and me and Jake are incredibly competitive. Yeah. And even though I know I'm I've never done it before and I'm terrible at it. You wanted you, to win. You want to win. Yeah. You, you want to not, not only you want to look good doing it, you want to look the best you possibly can with what you're equipped with, but you want to win. And there were people following us. Like when you're walking down the fairway <laughs> it's with, real your, golf. with your caddy, yes. and people are clapping going, all right, Come on, Bayless, let's go. That was really good, man. That's, you, you're doing a hell of a 
lot better than I thought you would. And they're <laughs> surrounding a no! green and, and waiting yes. and, and erupting if something good happens and laughing if something bad happens. It, the, the sensation of that, I'm telling you, I was on a high for a week. And I, it's all I could talk about. It's all, excuse me, it's all I could think about. It was so exciting to be I, a part of that. I guarantee you, too, if we do it again, that crowd, because it of how be it tripled. Yes, it will. You know, we could have local beer sponsors. Oh I mean, it, it could be huge. Yes. It really could. It could be tons and We're tons of fun. We're definitely going to need marshals with ropes. <laughs> yeah, they got – some people got a little too close, and there was one clip that we, we didn't play. They played yesterday on, on Normandy where Donovan almost killed someone. And, and the guy that he almost killed was taking video. Yeah. And the ball – and he still has the video. The ball went directly over his head by like an inch. And Troy's like, look out! You know, I mean, it's yeah. You don't want to get too close, but yeah, you need you need ropes and stuff. And, and I will tell you this: the sensation knowing that you're shooting for a win. Yeah, like your putt, the n- nerves. Oh yeah, and and did the, you pucker a little bit? Oh my god! Yeah, I just I, the thing I wanted Sweating, to do. I knew that I had about flop sweat. I had about three strokes to get it in, so I knew I was going to do it as long as I didn't like hit it too hard. So I was basically just kind of like let's just tap it up. But, man, yeah, the, the nerves, I, I can't imagine doing that for a living. I mean, what those guys do is impossible. Uh, well, there you go. There's a little revisit of uh, of uh, April Fool's Open fun. We'll get that thing going here maybe in late May. The ticket. Before we play the GOAT, I do want to mention that Danny is involved. Matter of fact, Danny is the past king of uh, what we're getting ready to play. Thank you. He is the king of not listening and then chiming in 12 to 15 seconds later. Repeating something that was just said. Right. And it really is my favorite Danny thing ever, because even though he's done it a million times, typically it's the same reaction, and the reaction is he gets mad. I do get mad because I know that I didn't hear what you said because nine times out of ten I was multitasking doing something else. Right. And I'll come in with, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like this and that. Yeah, we just said that, dude. So you, you you want to participate in the conversation, and you feel like you're making a salient point, and you've got some stuff to back it up, and then everybody just shuts up. And I'm just and jumping Corby's up and down. just peeing his little panties, <laughs> little yellow stain in his little panties. he got to dance and jump. And we have, seriously, like 50 of these that I've that we have pulled, and no, they're in my no computer way. now. And it, they all end the same way, and he just keeps getting mad. And I'm just waiting for him not to get mad. But I don't want to. I don't want to get mad. <laughs> I know it's so great. Okay, so again, before, this is this is you're the opening act. Thank you. This is nothing compared to what we're going to get to. But here is an example of uh, Danny having a little issue listening for having a local athlete, especially like a local a local icon, which he was when he was here. If they can't communicate and really refuse to communicate, and I will bring one guy into this, and you know where I'm going with this, that really I, I think took the starch out of his career and what he's remembered as here is Juan Gonzalez. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, God. He made no effort, and therefore he's always just kind of been pushed aside a little bit, even though the guy won two MVPs. Meanwhile, his running buddy Pudge knows to the grindstone, learn the language, mm-hmm. and within like two years he's speaking it. Yeah. Who speaks better English after – Three years in the league, him or Juan Gonzalez? Well, we just mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, so the- how stupid you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a point to make. Yeah, we just mentioned that. 
Now, you dummies may have neglected to bring this up. <laughs> so, listen to how mad he gets. Who speaks better English after three years in the league, him or Juan Gonzalez? Well, we just mentioned that. <laughs> well, I didn't hear you, obviously. Oh, mad. <laughs> he gets mad. It's somehow your fault. It is his fault. I probably wasn't even in the room when you hey, brought up Juan Gonzalez. Hey, look, dude. He kind of kicks back his feet. You know, like, I'll tell you something, brother. Tell you a little story about a guy named Juan Gonzalez. <laughs> All right, we only we don't hear any more of those. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. Yeah, 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 we we do. One more. One we do. More. Just one more. Okay, so here's another one. We were talking about Tony Romo, quali- or not qualifying, but Tony Romo. The story, of course, is he is was invited with a sponsor's exemption to play in the Byron Nelson. Yes. The Byron Nelson. I've, heard, right? I've heard of it. Okay, so here's how it went down. Because we learned today that the AT&T Byron Nelson, another Tom Dundon joint, out there at Trinity Forest, the brand-new Trinity Forest Golf Club, which is spectacular. I got nothing against that place. It is so much better. Than and, and uh, cooler than than where they played it, you know, for the last couple of decades. But they haven't extended uh, an invite to one Tony Room Romo. The the golf purist in me, this really pisses me off. It really, really does. And the only reason it does is because it's it's one thing to to invite Dirk to the All Star game. Because he's one of the best 15 basketball players on the planet. Well, he's still in the game, too. Right, right. And, yes, he's still playing professional basketball. But, obviously, that was ceremonial. Yes, the All-Star game is ceremonial. It does not count. No. This the U.S. Is, Open counts. This is ceremonial. Okay, so right he's here. The U.S. It Open up. counts. The, he, he thinks that Tony Romo has been given a gift to go to the U.S. Open. So at that point, I didn't say anything. I just let it go. Like, yeah, right. it does count. Yeah, it's it, it's not the U.S., but I just kind of was like, all right, I'm not going to say anything. I'm no good at the game. Tony is really, really good at the game. I'm saying if you were good at you the could game. Beat him. If I was good at the game and they offered me a spot? What I'm saying is if you were as good as Tony, you wouldn't take it? No. Why? The reasons I just laid out. The exact reasons. He's standing on principle here. Yeah. I don't know. An opportunity to say you played in the U.S. Open. This isn't the U.S. Open, Danny. It's the Byron <laughs> Nelson. No, there's a big difference. <laughs> or whatever. <They're> not... <laughs> whatever. It's just golf. No one cares. All right. So that's all fun. And we laugh at Danny and we have a good time. And you know, oh, he wasn't listening. And I oh, put his headset on late or whatever. All right. One week ago today. This man had on a headset. We were at tight ends, and we were eulogizing the great local writer, Dan Jenkins. Okay? Dan Jenkins, who not only wrote for Sports Illustrated and the Fort Worth Press and Playboy and everything else, he also was an author of book. And he wrote many, many books. Buck. A buck. Including Dead Solid Perfect and... Uh, uh, semi-tough, and there were many others that he wrote. So here I am discussing my experience as a child 
with semi-tough, okay? Because it was turned into a movie. You got it? Yes. Here we go. My parents, this is, you know, back in the day in the mid-late 70s or whatever, and, and, you know, we talked about this before, where our parents would take us to movies that weren't really that appropriate, you know? Like, couldn't find a babysitter, so just come with us to see this movie. Yeah. And my parents took me to go see Semi-Tough. And this was Burt Reynolds and Chris Christopherson, and uh, I don't remember the girls that were in it, but it was a football movie, and it was about not only football, but about, like, you know, kind of a racy relationship scene. Yeah. Where they were. So they take you hoping that you will notice the football and not all the other stuff. Notice he's involved in this. Yes. Actively. Yeah. Right? It's not like he's disappeared from the segment for six minutes and then jumped in late. Yeah, he's into it. He just contributed. Football and not all the other stuff. Yeah, not ask any questions. Speak specifically to the movie. I remember afterwards talking to my dad about that because it was kind of boring to me because it was sold to me as football. Yeah. So I'm wearing my Roger Stallback jersey into the movie theater thinking, all right, let's go, football. And then it's, you know, kissing and yeah, arguing. There's not, there's not that much football in it. Yeah. Kissing and, and arguing. Yes. All the things I hated as a kid. Yes. All the things that are the soundtrack to our scene today. But I remember my dad, Danny, telling me that when I was, I was like, that was terrible. That was a terrible movie. And he goes, well, someday you'll read the book, and you'll realize that books are always better than the movies, and in this case, the book was way better than the movie. And I'm like, Ugh. Book? Book? Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> so we've also established that movie was book. Mm-hmm. Not that we, we all knew that anyway, but we're just reestablishing the fact, and he is saying that. He brought that up, too, so here we go. Book? Book? Yuck. Yeah. But then later you probably found out he was right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what what other? So Dead Solid Perfect, I saw that. Uh, and then was that the only? What else was turned into a movie? Semi-tough was, wasn't it? I mean. Oh, yeah, that's what we were just talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's. No, you don't I, get I away with this. <laughs> you don't get away with this. That is the that's worse than any of my infractions. Wow. <laughs> that's that's like that a, was amazing to watch live. That's like a that's like a hummingbird memory. <laughs> Dude, it's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen since we've been on the radio. We spent two minutes and thirty seconds talking, talking about, about semi tough. Semi tough. Specifically the subject matter of semi tough. Yeah, the fact right. that the experience was, of seeing it in the theater. Corby was sold a bill of the goods discussion that it was afterwards. Be a, a football movie, but it ended up being kissing and arguing, which all parent films were that they drag you to. Right. It's like I don't want to watch grown ups kiss and then they're gonna fight. Why why did you take me to this for two hours? But yes, a, a Willing participant in the conversation. It, I don't even. And I don't even know. And I like how he tries to just move past it real quick. Oh, yeah. And me, of all people, is like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Not happening. <laughs> are always better than the movies. And in this case, the book was way better than the movie. And I'm like, Ugh. Book? Book? Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> but then later you probably found out he was right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what what other so dead solid perfect? I saw that. Uh, and then was that the only? What else was turned into a movie? Semi-tough was, wasn't it? I mean, 
Oh, yeah, that's what we were just talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's... Uh, oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 oh, no, it's no, next no. on the run sheet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we were just talking about. I'm sorry. Uh, let's... No, you don't I, get I away with this. Two. You don't get away with this. That is the that's worse than any of my infractions. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing to watch live. So we amazing go to Amazing to watch live. We went to break and I looked at him and I'm like, "Dude." And he goes, "I have no idea what just happened." <laughs> At least he didn't try and cover up for it. Ooh, we got to go. No, he did not. Well, there it is. There is something that will never be topped as far as. That's your e-break champion for the week. Human beings awesome. not And did listening. you hear, with that victory, Mike is now tied for second all-time with Jub. Really? really? That's impressive. Yeah. I think he's, he's been on a really big run the last two years. He's been on a tear. He still has. Since he started uh, slipping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Since the senility started yeah. kicking in. But, no, he's still, uh, both he and Jub are a good uh, 20-some away from the uh, the King Norm. But late push. It's late awesome. push by Mike. I like it.